0: Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. In a second, I'm going to be joined by you guys. I am going to be uh, answering your guys' questions. Uh, I have a couple from or one from uh, iTunes. Their, their algorithm, I think, is still kind of off. So uh, I sent out a tweet to ask for some more questions there, and, and that's going to be the bulk of the show. As you guys know, There is a a kind of change in the schedule this week. Did that show with Matt uh, Sunday night for Monday, uh, recapping the Lakers and the Nuggets game. And then, you know, that would leave the the mailbag of the week for for today, which is now going to air on Thursday. So no alliteration for this mailbag. I apologize in advance for that one. Uh, I'm just looking through the questions here before I answer them. And uh, there's some really good ones. So there's uh, one asking about whether I think uh, Dennis Schroeder should should spend more time on the ball. There's a uh, a question about, you know, where I would feel comfortable uh, with the Lakers seating getting ready for the postseason. There's some questions about Taylor Horton Tucker's ceiling. Uh, so plenty of stuff here uh, that you guys really jumped in. Head first, dove in head first, asking for these questions, and I am going to get to as many of them as I possibly can. Another quick warning: today's gonna, today's show is going to be a little shorter, just because the uh, power situation out here is still kind of touch and go, and at any moment it could uh, the the power could cut out. And I don't think I would lose the show, but but I don't really want to risk that mid sentence. So let's go ahead and start this thing. So first question here that I am looking at: this is from at uh, Flight Davis. Uh, what is the lowest seed the Lakers can get without you being worried about our postseason chances? Um, the, the, the follow-up. It sounds like they are nervous about being sixth or, or, or that that is the last place that they would want them to be. I, I would agree. I Any lower than sixth, not, not so much that I'd be nervous about their chances because I still think the Lakers could beat any team in the NBA so long as they're healthy uh, in four out of seven games. like That is not something, whether they're playing on the road, at home whoever they have to go up against like eventually you're going to have to play good teams uh, and and whether that happens on the home at, at home or on the road it, and the order of which you play those teams um, at the end of the day you're going to have to you, you if you if you can't beat the top teams in the league then you're not really a champion all that said i would really prefer to stay out of the play in game situation so i believe uh, seeds seven, eight, nine, and ten, uh, uh, would play against each other, and you have that smaller tournament to decide who are the the eight and nine or the, the seven and eight seeds, and I just think you know whittling down a seventy-two game season into that kind of situation is not something I'm particularly thrilled about. It's why the expanded playoff thing with Major League Baseball is so stupid because you're playing hundred and sixty-two games. And you might get knocked out because a team in a three game series might have two pitchers that go get insanely hot and, and all that fighting for the top seed in 162 games could have meant nothing. So yeah, I I would say it's not so much that I don't want to see the Lakers at a certain seed or anything like that, because I'm nervous about what they what what their chances are against any team. It's just that, with the amount of variance that you're seeing in the NBA nowadays, because of the way that teams can shoot the three-point ball, <laughs> the three-point ball, the three-point shot, uh, boy, that sounded really old. They, they shoot the three-point ball. Uh, but they because of that amount of variance, I would rather stay out of that, avoid that all, all completely, and and obviously preferably get home court, but that isn't something I'm really all that nervous about either. So so yeah, that would be where I would like to to sit. Uh, let's go to the next question here, coming from uh, first name Brooks. What is your percent likelihood of ThT being the actual heir to Bronze Throne, aka once he leaves, retires or leaves or retires? Odds that ThT and AD are the next star duo that bring up the bring the hardware home for years to come, and is not uh, actually by way of signing. Another free agent, 50-50, more or less, and why? So, uh, I would say extremely low. I It doesn't mean that I'm low on THT or anything like that. Because, well, to be completely honest, the heir to the throne here is already on the roster. That's Anthony Davis. Um, and then, you know, you got to talk about timelines here. I have to think that the Lakers are going to be capable of finding somebody who... Who wants to play with Anthony Davis and and wants to pick up wherever LeBron leaves off and whenever LeBron leaves off? By the way, we don't. I have no idea uh, when the end of his career is actually going to come. What that's actually going to look like, and um, until we do know what that might look like, then you know it's it's kind of fruitless to to try to figure out who might be next. I think Tht very good. I think he, he has a chance to be borderline special, but I just find it hard to believe that you would, that, that, that he would be on that kind of level four or five years from now. I just don't, I, he'd be 24 years old. Uh, you would want somebody who is closer to uh, his prime to be close, you know, to, to, to have the timeline match up with where AD is at at that point point and THT won't be there quite yet, I don't think. Um, All right, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I'm gonna go ahead and and, uh, keep answering your guys' questions. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On today, wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Michelob Ultra. Uh, Michelob Ultra and Locked On have partnered uh, with a really cool segment and a really cool concept to get word out about their phenomenal beverage, and uh, it's going to be the ultra player of the week. Uh, so every week, I'm going to pick a player from the Lakers, and I'm going to explain why uh, they brought three key elements to watching the team play so either joy happiness or enjoyment and or enjoyment Uh, so today i'm going to highlight lebron because he's really freaking good and and you know i i could get clever with this and i could find another player and eventually i will it's not going to be lebron every week Uh, but but uh i i don't want to get cute like mvp voters tend to get and i want to make sure that lebron gets his props in this one so Uh, LeBron is playing now without Anthony Davis, uh, is having an MVP type season at age 36 and all of those things, joy, happiness, enjoyment. He brings that to the game or, or to my viewing experience, basically every time he steps onto the court. Some cool things about Michelob Ultra. I'm sure you guys have had it before. If you haven't, then you got to change that as soon as possible, but 2.6 carbs, only 95 calories. Uh, it, it, is the kind of beer that it refreshes you and and does the kind of things that you want beer to be able to do, but it also doesn't give you that awful bloated feeling by the end of the night where you have to take like four or five Pepsids just to make yourself feel like a human being again. And it brings joy, happiness, and enjoyment to any night that you partake with it. Uh, so again, that is Michelob Ultra, and they're asking, Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? And I think with the Lakers, it's very obvious their chemistry is such that they win because they're happy. So one more time, that's Michelob Ultra. Check it out. Enjoy it. And enjoy it responsibly. All right, next question here comes from uh, Rhett Rowan, uh, at Rowan Rhett. Asking, how do you think Vogel and the coaching staff will adapt defensive scheme without any shot blockers on the roster with while AD sits? Uh, so we're starting to see some of it. I thought in uh, the Minnesota game, Caruso coming in early. And I think hopefully we start just seeing just more Caruso minutes just in general because uh, he now becomes the—you can make an argument for the Lakers' best non-LeBron defender— Uh, so (laughs) you kind of need that guy in there, but, but I, I think, uh, that's one thing. Schematically, I don't think we're going to see any major tweaks. I think at best, you're going to see some different rotations, some different combinations out there. And, and what it's really going to call for is a lot more focus on the part of those players who are left. Now that 80 is out, uh, can, you know can can they get out to the three point line and contest and and close out under control uh at a higher clip than they'd been able to over the last two games they like if they can't quite frankly they aren't going to get very many stops uh but you know just as importantly i think as anything that Vogel might be able to do defensively i'll i'm going to kind of rephrase the question here a little bit so I don't think there's much that the Lakers can do schematically and even personnel-wise that is going to put them in a better situation defensively. A lot of it is just play harder uh, and and close out and play more. Uh, you know, just be fully engaged at a higher level than the Lakers have been for stretches of the season. That said, this team is still very talented offensively. LeBron is one of the best offensive presences that the league has ever seen. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is a very good offensive point guard. He's good defensively too, but he's uh, particularly, especially with the way that the Lakers are playing, right? Where they start the game with Schroeder, KCP, Kuzma, LeBron, and uh, Marcus Paul. Like that's a that's a team that Schroeder can carve up defenses with because he's going to have a lot of room out there. Uh, so Marcus Saul is also a phenomenal offensive presence out there. Uh, Montrezl Harrell is one of the best isolation scorers in the league. So I think what the Lakers are really going to have to do here is focus offensively on putting their defenses in better situations than they than they did for stretches of that Minnesota game. You cannot just turn over the ball, you know, just all over the place and expect to have a shorthanded defense be able to just carry the load. That's just that's asking for disaster against a team that is not a shorthanded Minnesota Timberwolves team. Uh, So, so, yeah, I think what the Lakers are really going to have to focus on is playing more efficient offensively and forcing teams to take the ball out of the basket a lot more often than uh, they were able to when AD was out there. And then hopefully, you know, defensively, we'll see what the Lakers are doing. Like, you know, so for example, as I talked about earlier, the Lakers have a, uh, they're going to be able to add a 15th player to the roster on February, after February 24th. That's one week into 80s absence. So if things are going really poorly, look for the Lakers to see what they can add in that way. The market isn't great right now. I'm not sure that it's really going to improve over the course of the year, but if if things are really, really bad and the Lakers just can't stop a nosebleed, their hands are kind of forced, and Palenka just kind of has to do whatever he can to to bring in literally anybody who can stand in front of the rim and hopefully block a shot every so often. Um, and And until we see things get to that point this is just the roster that the lakers have to, to work with and i think the best defensive adjustments they can make actually are going to take place on the offensive side of the ball uh let's go with a a, a fun short one to wrap up the segment uh general underscore three lie writes um when did you first learn that at hm fagan harrison was a bucket he is not he is sign like the, the, the clip that goes, you know, that, that went viral and that keeps getting brought up is of my Eurostep uh, for good reason. It's a hilarious clip and I missed a wide open layup with literally nobody else on the court. But Harrison is actually the least coordinated human being I know. Uh, he'll tell you that too. <laughs> he, 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 uh, we played ping pong. I played with my offhand, and it wasn't particularly close. Uh, He, I believe, I believe he, like, tore his groin pushing a wheelchair for somebody or something like that. Uh, So, yeah, he's just, you know, unfortunately for him, he has dealt with some back issues and stuff that have really kind of minimized him as an athlete, but, but, like, if we were to play one-on-one, which I have been asking him to do and he refuses to do because he doesn't want that on the internet for, I think, good reason, uh, it probably wouldn't go very well. I, the, the one-on-one game that I think people would really enjoy is actually probably Pete and me playing one-on-one. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We'd last like five points or so because we're both out of shape, but, but I think it'd be a fun game. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, I'm going to finish off with a few uh, more of your questions. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast out there. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you find podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Uh once you sign into the website, again that is basketbetonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on and you'll get 50% back on your money. We've been talking quite a bit lately about ways to bet on the Lakers without Anthony Davis. I still think the better move is just c- to kind of stay away. But if you are interested in finding value, I think there is potentially some to be found. Um, especially unfortunately, I think betting against the Lakers. But that's where we find ourselves. Today's bet of the day, though. The Utah Jazz are giving up 6.5 points at the LA Clippers. It's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, it takes place, by the way, at the same same night that the uh, Lakers are playing the Nets. The, the, the line for that isn't quite up yet. Still waiting to see uh, if Kyrie or whoever is going to be active for that. But Utah giving up 6.5 to the Clippers uh, on the road means that the, 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 the bet online here is saying that Utah is six and a half or nine and a half points better than the Clippers. And I think I agree. The Clippers are uh, shorthanded. Utah is playing the best basketball, I think, in the NBA right now. And I think that'd be an interesting bet to make. So Utah giving up six and a half on the road at the Clippers. And that's the bet that I'm going to put a couple bucks down on myself. Again, if you want to fade or follow me, do so at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for a 50% deposit bonus. Just please gamble responsibly. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com where you will visit a family business that has been doing this for over two decades now. uh, And you are going to find the best collection of parts that you can possibly find on the internet. Uh, It is getting insane. (laughs) The, the, The more high tech these cars get, the more difficult it is to find the proper part. And that makes it all the easier for the big companies to mark up all of the parts that you might need should anything go wrong with your car well rockauto.com is here to help you avoid all of those kinds of messes uh, as best you can they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps motor oil Uh, your car needs carpet they have that too whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to, ca- to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. And most importantly, the prices you see are going to be the same for everybody regardless of your driving background. So again, head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and then write LOCKED ON in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's wrap up with a few more questions here before we uh, get you out of here and I hopefully get back to a a house with power. Next question comes from I.M. Paolo, or, or, or maybe LMAO Paolo. Uh, Dame, Dame is somehow winning. Clips are top three in the conference. Jokic is carrying the Nuggets, and Jazz are playing elite. Routine annual re- regular season hero teams, or will these per, uh, performances actually translate to the playoffs? Reminds me of how bronze finals Cavs rarely had the perfect regular season. Uh, I I honestly could not tell you what the hell is going on in Portland. I don't know how they're winning games. I really don't. I do a show every Friday with Adam, uh, locked on NBA, and, and and we record Thursday night. The last two Thursdays, the first thing he has told me, either on the show or, w- or right before, uh, right when we kind of start talking to each other and shooting the shit before we get ready to, to record the show, is I don't get this team. I have no idea what the hell is going on. Uh, so... I got to think about it more, but I think they're the team that at some point we're gonna see some regression there, and 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 however, whatever magic they're using to win games is gonna is is gonna wear off. Um, the Nuggets and Jazz are kind of similar to me in that uh, they the Jazz have a much higher regular season, uh, obviously ceiling because they're playing so much better <laughs> right now than than Denver. Uh, so, so I think Utah is a better team than Denver right now, but neither of those teams have anybody with any hope of guarding anybody, you know, an elite wing, the, the kind of elite wing that has won all of the, the recent championships, right? Whether it's uh, Kevin Durant, whether it's LeBron James, whether it's Kawhi Leonard, one of those guys has been on something like, you know, 10, eight of the last 10 championships or something like that. I forget the stat. And, and I, you know, you look at Utah's wings and it's Joe Ingles, and it's, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, right? And, and then you look at, uh, you look at Denver and their wings are Michael Porter Jr., who's a very good offensive player, but not the kind of person that you want to stick on the brawn. And, Nobody defensively beyond that, right? You got like Will Barton, but he's really undersized. You have Paul Millsap, but he's kind of he's really slow at this point. So, so neither of those teams are really make me nervous come playoff time. Maybe that changes, but you know, so far I I just recent history is really hard to disregard in the ways that Utah and Denver is asking you to if you're going to believe in them as a, a playoff team. Let's go. Uh, let's go. A couple more questions here. Uh, Giuseppe writes Should Dennis have the ball more in his hands to increase points and uh, roll and reduce LeBron's usage in 80s absence? Thank you, Giuseppe. So I think what I would like to see from Schroeder or, or one of the coaching decisions I would maybe like to see made here is to have Schroeder exit the game a little earlier and bring in Caruso so that you maximize those LeBron Caruso minutes. And then you get as much time as you possibly can with Schroeder and Harrell out there together, which, you know, fortifies the uh, second unit, which obviously is going to take a hit because Kyle Kuzma is not playing with that group anymore. So that is where I would maybe start with in in regards to Schroeder's role here. But one thing that I would also really like to see when Schroeder and LeBron are on the court at the same time is a little bit more LeBron-Schroeder pick and roll, whether it's Schroeder with the ball and LeBron is a screener or whether it's actually, and this is one that I actually like watching, LeBron with the ball and Schroeder is a screener. Uh, and, and that allows you to put one of those guys in the short roll and they now have the ball on the move with the defense a man down, and you, they either get to make a decision, either going to the basket, uh, getting all the way there, dumping it off to the dunk spot, or swinging it opposite side to the corner over there, which is really difficult to guard if you're uh, really nervous about defensively about a a pick and roll combination, and that's kind of where I would go if I was if I was good to try to find ways for for Schroeder to his or for his role to 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 evolve a little bit given the current situation uh for the most part though i whatever it takes to keep him as confident as he's been lately that's that's really the top priority uh let's go madison moore asking uh, apart from lebron and ad which current laker do you think will have the most successful or most interesting post basketball career well jared Dudley is the obvious one here i think he's fantastic with media Says super interesting things, super engaging, uh, and and he he really seems to have good instincts when it comes to this. He released that bubble book, which was uh, interesting in and of hit itself, and and yeah, I just and, and and most importantly, and I think this is the case for all of these guys on the Lakers team. He loves the game, like all of these guys love the game. So if anybody, any of them, you know, turn to any kind of post career analysis kind of role. Uh, I think Jared Dudley would be phenomenal in it, and and the fact that he loves the game the way that he does and respects the greats of this of the game the way that he does, that's what I, what I really enjoy about listening to him talk about basketball. Let's go one more question here. Uh, <laughs> Mike uh, underscore Mike H24 writes, uh, what's been the toughest part of living in Texas? Well, the fact that we are going on day five of sporadic energy uh, water being shut on and off, and and the temperature never getting above 30, that is, has, has not exactly been ideal. But, you know, you take into account also the fact that we moved out here in February, visited back home for uh, my my grandpa's funeral, and then came back out here. And, you know, that, that happened in March, came back out here. And as soon as we got here, the entire country shut down. So it's been an experience living out here, <laughs> to, to say the least. But, but honestly, like with the with the power outages and, and, and everything that's going on weather-wise out here, um, I really appreciate all the kind of words that you guys have been sending. And honestly, like we've had it better than most. Uh, we The the power shortages have been more sporadic than a constant just not having power. Uh, we've had water basically this entire time. So, so, yeah, you know, fingers crossed that that continues. Fingers crossed that we get out of this pretty soon. But, um, you know, the, thank you guys for, for the kind thoughts and words as, as we've been going through this. Um, all right, we'll go one more fun little question here. Uh, Dr. Bunker writes, When will we, get, will we get a parade after 18 this summer? Let's win number 18 in the first place. But uh, you have to think that they'll figure some way out to celebrate championships number 17 and 18 in some special way if they are able to to do so, so long as it's safe for everybody. So so please go out there and, and get vaccinated if you can, um and and continue to wear your mask and continue to social distance so that we can get through this and, and finally freaking normalize our lives uh and, and and put COVID completely behind us so that we can all get together and celebrate something like this. It would be huge. Just imagine how shitty it would be if they won number eighteen and we weren't able to get together and celebrate the way that we normally would. That would that would be devastating. So, uh, so yeah, just please continue to be safe out there and be smart and and hopefully come whenever it is that the Lakers are are able to hopefully win this championship. We can, we can all get together in first rounds on me at the bar. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Thank you guys a ton for the questions. Um, Pete and I will be back to react to the Brooklyn game. Somebody did ask how I feel about the or, or what I'm expecting or hoping to see from this game. Honestly, just be competitive. I, I'm not all that optimistic because uh, I think Brooklyn is is if they're at full strength, good enough to beat the Lakers. If they're you know without AD and uh you know so we'll see we'll see what the lines and all of that looks like see if there's value actually betting on the lakers in this one uh but until then have a great rest of your day make somebody else's and we'll talk to you